If you don't have an email list, then you don't have a direct line to your customers. Reaching your clients, audience, supporters, and fans with the right message at the right time in the right place becomes easy when you've got a strategic email list in place. My email list is the number one way I drive profits in my business. And major bonus here, it's a lot easier and way more fun than you might think. That's why I'm teaching a free live workshop all about growing your email list called From Zero Subscribers or Zero Strategy to an Engaged Email List That Lasts. I'll show you how to kick off your email list building strategy with no fear because I know it can be scary to start something new in your business. Save your virtual seat at growanemaillist.com. Inside of my free live workshop, you'll learn why email marketing is 10 times more effective than posting on social media, my secret to sending out weekly emails without adding a ton of work to my plate, my best tips for getting people to hit subscribe, and what to actually say to them to convert them from subscribers to paying clients and customers. Save your seat now at growanemaillist.com. That's growanemaillist.com to get started with an email list strategy that drives real results. I'll see you at the masterclass. We are often way too close to our own competencies, to our own genius to recognize that we are in fact experts in something or that we know something that could help someone else. Hey, my name is Jenna Kutcher and I am obsessed with all things business, marketing numbers, and helping you to navigate both the messy and the magical seasons of this thing called life. I'm a small town mama who took a $300 camera, grew a successful photo biz, and now I work from home and run a seven figure online business. I teach you the tried and true secrets to building a career you adore. Shy away from the real talk? (laughs) No way. Money, hardship, growth, loss, and marketing are all topics we discuss here. Think of this as your one-stop shop for happy hour with a gal pal mixed with business school. Pull up a seat, make sure you're cozy, and get ready to be challenged and encouraged while you learn. This is the Gold Digger Podcast. Chances are, if you're an entrepreneur or maybe you struggle with how to describe what you do or the titles that you give yourself, you're likely met with this question. It goes a little something like this. Somebody asks you, um, but how do you actually make money doing that? I get this question all the time, whether I'm talking about my blog or even this show. It's supernatural for people to be curious, especially when it comes to a more non-traditional job or career route. Drew and I, we always smile at one another whenever we meet someone and share a little bit about our lives or how we travel or split our time in different locations. People generally turn to Drew and they'll ask him, so what is it that you do? And it's the best when he explains that he's lucky to be a stay-at-home dad and then the attention shifts to me and it's up to me if I want to try and explain my business or just play the whole conversation off with a smile. Now, we've gotten used to this over the years, and I think people's curiosity generally stems from not understanding the space that we operate in or the digital entrepreneurial space or how different entrepreneurship can look for all of us. From telling my grandparents that this podcast is kind of like a radio show mixed with a sermon about business to explaining how I teach courses online, it can all kind of be this mystery to those who aren't in the digital entrepreneurial space. I mean, it can even be a mystery for those of us who are in this ever-changing space. But the truth is, is that every business is different. And that's sort of the beauty of entrepreneurship. We all utilize different tools, create different offers, show up and serve in different ways. And if we're lucky, we get to do what we love and get paid to do it. 
We have different levels of experience, varying goals, a unique definition of success, and individual ways of approaching things like marketing, problems, outreach, strategies, and sales. So today I wanted to pull back the curtain even more on the five things that influence my bottom line the most, those tools, strategies, and offers that drive our profits most strongly into our business and how you can utilize and optimize them for yourself in case you're in the market for some new or some different approaches to how you share and show up and sell your stuff. I'll walk you through the strategies that move the needle the most in my business and that I truthfully believe can help impact your business's bottom line, whether you're brick and mortar, an online business, or whether you offer products, services, or even digital offers. So are you ready to walk through how we actually make money doing this thing and how you can reap the same rewards? Let's get into the needle moving goodness. Since I joined the HubSpot Podcast Network, I've been introduced to so many new business podcasts, and I can't resist sharing the goodness with you. If you're a creative business owner or thinking about becoming one, you're going to want to start listening to the Being Boss podcast. Being Boss is an exploration of not only what it means, but what it takes to be a boss as a creative business owner, a freelancer, or a side hustler. Emily Thompson explores topics that I know will be relevant to you because we talk about them here on Gold Digger too. She features episodes like Rituals for Creativity, Project Management, and Building Systems for Creatives and Freelancers, and Taking Time Off as a Business Owner, which is perfect because tis the season for some time off. Tune in to the Being Boss podcast with Emily Thompson wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks to Gusto for supporting the Gold Digger podcast. Gusto offers modern, easy payroll and benefits to small businesses across the country. They were even named Best Online Payroll by PC Meg. Get three months free when you run your first payroll at gusto.com slash gold digger. Okay, first things first, it all starts and goes back to an email list. Stick with me here, okay? I know I'm obsessed with this topic, but the reason why I talk about email marketing so often is because it is wildly important and it's the number one way I drive profits in my business. So if you're familiar with my brand, then you know my obsession with helping other business owners start and serve their email list. It runs deep. But looking back at my decade of entrepreneurship, it's actually one of the only things I wish I would have done earlier in my business. And one of the first things I recommend every business owner do as soon as you possibly can, like even before you figure out things like a website or branding or your logo. If the idea of serving an email list feels daunting to you, it doesn't have to be. Let me just tell you that. Whether you send out a once a month roundup of what you've been up to, or you build a sequence that can be automated to serve your subscribers once a week, having an email list that you consistently serve can change everything for you. Trust me here. So right now for my business, I currently send about two emails to my list each week and 85 to 90% of those emails are strictly to show up, to serve, to engage, to storytell and connect with my insiders. This is really important to note here because a lot of times when we think about marketing, we start to think about, okay, how are we going to sell? How are we going to promote? But while my email list is one of the top ways that I grow my revenue, I want you to know that I only spend a small percentage of time actually selling to my email list. And truthfully, the selling feels more like a form of an invitation. So it's not feeling slimy or spammy. 
serving your list well is crucial and it's a step that a lot of people miss. We get so distracted by all the shiny things, by social media, showing up, trying to wear all the hats. But when you can create a list and when you can serve it well, an email list basically builds up this reciprocity so that when it is time to sell, like when you're in a launch or if you're unveiling a new offer, your audience is primed to buy from you because they're familiar with who you are and you already have that connection, that foundation in place. Basically, an email list saves you from trying to fight the algorithm or scream to the masses or hunt down some maybe halfway interested people on your social channels because with email, you're speaking one-on-one. You're reaching out directly to members of your target audience inside their private inbox that they've granted you access to, and you're sharing information and opportunities to buy from you with the people who are most likely to care and most likely to take action. So get this, according to an email platform called Constant Contact, email marketing is more likely to drive sales than social media marketing. Since 60% of consumers have said they bought something from a marketing email they received while in contrast, only 12.5% of consumers say they would even consider buying from a purchase button on social media. There are so many statistics that show the power of email marketing But essentially, the name of the game with growing your email list and communicating with it lies in the thought of service. So you want to approach this strategy, this needle moving strategy with service at the heart of everything. Whether you're creating new opt-ins or giving someone a reason to join that provides them with something of value that they're willing to exchange your email address for, you want to guide this experience off the bat with you providing value. That's where the real results come from. Now, the thing that I love about emails is that you can sit down and intentionally write an email or a series of emails and then set up an automation so that every time someone joins your list, you know that they're being served well and that they're actually getting some sort of experience from you. Think about it. We send so many emails each day. There's like some stat that we send like 20 or 30 emails a day. It's a lot. And so what would it look like if you just wrote a few strategically intentional emails that could be served on autopilot. It could totally change everything for you. So what I would say is like create a short welcome sequence of serving emails that deploy one at a time over the course of a few days or even weeks to welcome someone into your community to kind of get them into your ecosystem, give them some background info, connect them with more about you. And then essentially after that sequence ends, they'll just drop onto your regular communications where you can show up with newsletters, resources, links, or communication Whether it's once a week or once a month, that doesn't really matter. The goal here is to start and stay consistent and keep your email service oriented. Email marketing, it does not have to be daunting. Let me get it through your head. It doesn't have to be daunting and it definitely doesn't have to take up a ton of time. The goal here and what I found that drives the biggest results is when you show up consistently and serve well, that when it comes time to sell, remember that you're speaking to people who already know you, who are your insiders, they're your number one fans, the people who you've been showing up for. 
you've basically done the work to build a list that you can launch to. And these people, the people on your list are going to be the first people to sign up, to cheer you on and to encourage you. Now, if you do not have an email list yet and you're like, I know I need to get started. It's been the thing on my to-do list that I haven't gotten around to. Go to List Build Challenge. It is my entirely free mini course. It's a five-day challenge on how to get your email list set up, how to understand how to serve, how to set up automations, how to do all the things I just talked about. It's entirely free. It's an amazing little boot camp. It's at listbuildchallenge.com and it is waiting for you right now. All right, number two is paid ads. So since we're talking about needle movers and this show is literally filled with organic strategies, I think it's super important that we talk about when the time comes that you are ready to scale or you're ready to invest in yourself or your business in order to boost your results. So I remember years ago, I was listening to a business podcast and the host was saying, If I told you that at the beginning of a day, you could give me $1 and by the end of the day, I'd hand you back $2, would you do it? And I was like, yeah, of course, duh. I would 100% do that. Well, essentially, that's how paid ads can work when you understand the strategy of them and when you hone in on how you're using them and where those ads are guiding people to. Paid ads are one of those expenses that you have to start seeing and approaching and tracking as an investment. And it's sometimes a mindset shift that takes a while to understand. But man, paid ads can absolutely move the needle in a massive way. So when I started shifting into the online space, I was a wedding photographer and I started teaching courses on marketing for photographers. I basically started to pay more attention to paid ad strategies and understanding them. I recognize most of my audience is my wedding clientele. How do I reach other photographers? How do I get my work in front of them? How do I connect them with my offer? And so that was when I started with paid ads. And for the past few years, we've literally had ads running constantly, mostly to help grow my email list and connect people with value that they're willing to opt in for. So let me explain that in just a minute. Basically, my paid ad strategy is something that I will gladly invest in because I know that if we do it right, there's going to be a return. Based off of how we approach them, I know that we can get a return on them. But I also realize and can appreciate that paid ads are not for everyone. You're not always ready for that. And that I totally respect. So what happens is, is that most people have this idea, you know, how paid ads work, how it could work. But most people don't even think about doing them until they have something to launch or a more time sensitive offer, maybe an offer that's falling flat that they want to get traction on. And that's when they try to start paying for ads, which is not at all the route that I would recommend. So what we found to work super well is that we run ads way before we ever go to launch. So about 95% of our ads and our ad dollars are actually going towards free offers. We're basically using ads to grow our email list. So pointing back to number one. And we're starting off a relationship, getting new subscribers results for free long before we ever go to sell anything. I know this might sound counterintuitive. Like, why would you pay for ads to promote something that's free? But here's the thing. We use ads as a part of our long game. We don't necessarily use them as this quick hit, but a way to truly build a relationship and thus grow a community through serving first. 
Throughout this episode, I promise you, you're going to notice a theme here, okay? It's all about service. So when we kick off a relationship with someone by giving them value for free, it's actually setting up our audience for this longer journey than just promoting one paid service or product and only getting a handful of people who convert from the ad. And guess what? It's way more expensive to send people directly to a checkout page. We're forgetting that people need to have awareness and understanding. And if we get them results on something for free, they're going to be way more likely to take a paid approach and become a paying client. So instead of leading people directly to sales pages and hoping that they click purchase, we push free offers like freebies, additional resources, downloads, templates, webinars, and trainings. And we get a ton of conversions, which means basically we get a lot of people who will opt in, sign up for something, and in turn, they're added to my email list, which obviously if you've been paying attention, you know, number one, it is the linchpin in serving and selling to my audience. And it's the number one way we drive profits. So even though this is a long game approach, I'm still really intentional about making sure that if we're running ads, it's tied to an end result. And that end result benefits the subscriber. And because of that, we've always been profitable on our ad spend. So we're not wasting money, that money is going into new leads. And it's also translating into actual purchases. So let's say, for example, I'm running an ad towards a free webinar. And that webinar then pitches or shares about one of my courses, we can actually track which customers came from the ad to see who then went on to purchase a course or become a paying customer in a different capacity. So we can see, you know, for every dollar in, here's what we're getting out of this. And as long as you're making more than you're spending, you're absolutely getting the value of a new customer or a new subscriber who you can serve beyond one single pitch, one single click. So if you are someone who's curious or you're getting into ads, my biggest piece of advice is to run ads and use them to promote a free offer. First things first, this will help keep your costs really low while you figure out who the right audience is for them. But it'll also give you time to test the market, to see what free offers people are interested in, to get your ads in front of people, to figure out the creative and the copy and the graphics that are working the best. It's basically like a way cheaper way to experiment and your cost per conversion, aka the amount of money you're spending to get someone to sign up is going to be far lower when you're doing it on some sort of freebie versus when you're pushing them to a paid offer. So once you do this, you're going to find something that works. Don't be afraid to keep refreshing things. We're always visiting our ads and figuring out, okay, how can we do new designs or new copy or what's sticking or what could we create that would be, you know, in conjunction or, or help connect someone further. And that's the way that we're looking at our paid ad strategy, but paid ads is number two, the way that we move the needle the most in my business. All right. So you might've heard me talk about CRM platforms and wondered what the heck does that acronym even mean? A CRM is a customer relationship management platform. It takes any customer interaction like a sale from your website or clicking onto your weekly newsletter, and it transforms that data into valuable insights. Insights like, when do my customers shop? And do my emails really get opened more on a Monday? A HubSpot CRM platform is ready to help connect the dots between your business and your customers like never before. HubSpot is consistently working to make its products more connected than ever. Improved forecasting tools give you a bird's eye view of your entire pipeline to see what's around the corner. 
You can see how your quarter is going, inspect new deals, and use customizable data-driven reports to improve team performance as you grow. With custom behavioral events, you can get into the details of what makes your customers tick. You can track site behavior and understand your customers' buying habits all within the platform. Learn more about how a HubSpot CRM platform can help connect the dots of your business at HubSpot.com. Gold diggers, we all know the B2B landscape can be a bit complex. From lengthy buying cycles to complicated decision-making processes, reaching your target audience can be tough. But I found a solution tailored just for you. LinkedIn ads. A whopping 79% of B2B content marketers say LinkedIn produces the best results for paid media. That's because with LinkedIn ads, you're not just casting a wide net and hoping for the best. You're strategically building relationships and driving real results. We're talking about a platform with over a billion members, including 180 million senior level executives and 10 million C-level executives. You are networking with the actual decision makers. And LinkedIn's targeting and measurement tools are specifically designed for B2B marketers, meaning you're not wasting time or money on irrelevant leads. In fact, in the tech industry, LinkedIn ads have been shown to generate two to five times higher return on ad spend compared to other social media platforms. Using LinkedIn ads allows you to stay ahead of the curve when it comes to industry trends and developments, whether it's finding the perfect partner for a collaboration or uncovering new opportunities for growth, LinkedIn can be your secret weapon. Make B2B marketing everything it can be and get a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash goal to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash goal. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, number three is pop-ups. Now, before you shut this episode off, please stick with me here, okay? Our website pop-ups are a huge needle mover for the business, and it is something I ignored for a very long time. I'm talking about like when you land on a site and that little window pops up with an offer or an invitation or something of value, prompting you to sign up and join an email list or click to explore something else. We see these all the time. I was recently looking for a nightstand for Coco's bedroom and I was on Pottery Barn and Crate and Barrel and all these things. And there was pop-ups like save 10% on your purchase. Or if you give us your email, we'll give you free shipping or check out our newest launch. And I was like, okay, if these brands are into pop-ups, you better believe Jenna Kutcher is into pop-ups as well. And it might sound silly, but pop-ups are actually a huge boost for us in terms of getting traffic into the right spots. It's basically like we're traffic conductors guiding people on the right path for them, directing them to additional resources, more ways they can connect, and helping connect each visitor on our website to the right offer or the next best step. So we've really focused on our pop-up strategy this year, and we've honed in on what works best for our website traffic. We use pop-ups to connect people to content that is in alignment with the posts that they initially clicked on to land on our page. So most of the time, pop-ups are focused on free offers or content additions, leading off with, again, serving. But we also create new pop-ups for any launches that we might be running. And we use this platform. I'm not going to lie. It's kind of our I don't totally love it, but it's what we use. It's called Optin Monster. And it allows for us to get extremely specific in targeting so that certain pop-ups only appear in certain places at designated times. We're always looking at, okay, how can we put the user experience first? 
So your pop-ups could collect either email addresses as an opt-in, or they could just lead someone to a landing page that guides them to more information on an offer or a specific topic. We like to kind of plan our pop-ups to appear with the corresponding content on the website so that they're relevant because you don't want to get like a random pop-up that doesn't make sense to you. People aren't going to click on them. So we want to think about, okay, what is the user landing on our website for? And then how can we connect them to the next step? So for example, let's say I write a blog post about my pregnancy skincare routine. We'll likely add a pop-up leading to my Primally Peer landing page so that people can head straight over to the products I mentioned in the post if they like, and they can save money doing that, which we'll talk about in just a few minutes. But we want to make sure that our pop-ups are similar to the content somebody is already seeking out. We found that if they're not relevant, they don't convert. Now, the cool thing about pop-ups is that there are so many ways to get resourceful and creative with them. And they actually work a lot of the time because they capture attention right away. And when you build them to look and feel on brand, they're not necessarily the nuisance that you might think they are. And they're way more of a way to serve your audience further with what they might want or need. Okay, so one thing to note here, though, is that while pop-ups can be automated, they can kind of be like a set it and forget it type thing, it's really important that you back them up with strategy. We pay super close attention to which designs and copy convert best. We actually split test a lot of things to see which one is converting better. And we're regularly swapping to new graphics and copy and formatting to play and test different strategies. One thing I love about pop-ups is I love experimenting. It's like so fun to experiment to see what's working and what's not working and how can we shift these designs or change up the copy or move the headline. So I think it's just a fun experiment. One thing we recently did was ensure that all of our pop-ups were mobile optimized since a lot of our traffic comes right from mobile. A lot of times we're working on desktops and we assume that a lot of people are visiting on desktops, but we found the majority of our traffic is on mobile. So we want to make sure that if you're using pop-ups, you want to have specific mobile pop-ups for all of your campaigns, because that makes a huge difference in conversion and in user experience. According to a company called Pop-Up Smart, the best pop-ups have strong call-to-action buttons, creative and on-brand design, are responsive to mobile, and are simple. So don't have too much copy. Don't make it too busy. You want it to be really simple. And they also say that some of the best pop-ups are exit intent pop-ups or the ones that appear right when someone is about to click off a page. So it's like, wait before you go. So have fun with pop-ups. It's something that we ignored or kind of half-hearted did for way too long. And they're a huge conversion tool for us now. And there's something that could be really awesome for you, especially if you're getting any amount of website or blog traffic. It's just a way to enhance your user experience to connect them to their next steps, but also to increase your conversions and your results. Okay, number four is affiliates. So I was at a recent mastermind and we all had to go around. And one of the things that we had to share was to share something that is working really well for us. And the thing that I chose to talk about and the thing that got a lot of other people curious was affiliate partnerships. They have been a huge focus for us as a company and are a way for us to share products from brands that I love, that I use, that I pay full price for, even without an affiliate relationship. And there are a ton of affiliate and referral options out there. I talk a lot about affiliate marketing. There are full episodes, deep dives into it. But 
as I noticed that I was getting a lot of different affiliate requests or opportunities, I recognized that out of all the brand partnership opportunities out there, it was way better for me to focus in on and devote time and attention to just a few core brands that moved the needle way more than if I was trying to partner with anyone and everyone that comes knocking. So if you are going to get into affiliate marketing, It can be tempting to become an affiliate for all the things. But what we found when we took an inventory was that there was three main affiliate relationships that we had that moved the needle the most. And there was like a top five that was very clear, very evident. And so I want for you to just really look at, okay, what's going to move the needle the most in terms of your time, your energy, and your effort? And there are so many different ways to do affiliates. So what we decided to do was that I wanted to narrow down my focus really look at those top three to five, and then get super strategic with my time and energy into sharing the top ones that I love, but also the ones that are most aligned with what my audience wants and needs. So maybe you're thinking, okay, wait, what exactly is an affiliate partnership? Well, let me explain it to you. So when you act as an affiliate for a brand or a course or a person, that brand essentially gives you a personal discount code or a link for their products to share with your audience that allows them to purchase the brand's goods. And sometimes they'll give you a specific coupon code that only you can share with your audience, but usually they're giving you a way to recommend or refer out their product. Then when someone uses your link or your coupon code, you as the affiliate will likely collect a commission. Some brands pay money, some give you credit to use towards your next purchase. There are a lot of different ways that affiliates or referrals can structure their programs. I mean, literally like a lot of our household brands like Daily Harvest and HelloFresh and Airbnb have affiliate benefits literally baked into their sales process. So as a consumer, if you buy from them, you automatically get a custom code in your inbox that allows you to share their goodies with other people at a discount, which then earns you a credit toward that brand. You've probably seen it. It's a lot of refer a friend or share these coupons with six of your family members and things like that. There's a reason they're doing it. It's because it works. So affiliate marketing is a really great way to dip your toes into promoting something that you love as an affiliate. And while it might not pad your profits immediately, if you do find some success with people using your code or your link, you can leverage that in conversation with the brand or with other brands, expressing the fact that you want to become an affiliate for them and earn commission from your sales, maybe even more than you want to earn credit. So in order to promote affiliate partnerships, we don't just simply share a code with my audience once on an Instagram story and hope for the best and mark it off of our list. This is another profit driving approach that I look at with a long term mindset. We look at, okay, how can we really help connect people with these products over and over and over again? So we create informational blog content. We host joint webinars with the affiliate partners. We highlight our favorites on social, on my website, and on the podcast. We build landing pages to feature our favorite products. We partner with the companies to get the best offers for our audience. We're able to leverage a lot more because they see how committed we are as a partner. They also see how much work we're willing to do in order to promote their product. So they're way more likely to work with you if they can see like, hey, I'm an active person that's pushing this and that's doing the work behind the scenes. 
Now, while you hear all of that and you're like, whoa, that's really complicated. The thing is, is that my affiliate execution at this point is pretty complex now, but it's only because I've seen the radical benefit of promoting things that I love, things that I never want to create myself and sharing them with my audience and seeing the benefits that they get from adopting the products that I use and love. So if you haven't considered becoming an affiliate or taking advantage of those refer a friend opportunities, I challenge you to test your level of influence. You might actually find that it's easier for you to sing the praises about or to market someone else's product than it is to share about your own. A lot of times people will discover like, hey, I can talk about these things because I naturally just share them with my friends and family. It's way easier for me to talk about someone else's stuff. And so my goal for you is to figure out or organic ways that you can integrate the brand or the product into your content and stay super consistent in sharing your own personal experience with them from creating an Instagram highlight to writing an email to your list or pop-ups or landing pages that help connect your community with the product you love. Have fun with it. Like use it as this additional income and a way to test your marketing strategies. I have a friend who has a blog and she uses all of her affiliate income as their travel fund. So it's not necessarily paying her mortgage, though it likely could if she went all in on it, but it's become kind of this like extra side hustle fund for her. And it challenges her to figure out different ways to market and share about things. For us, our affiliate revenue has increased significantly, specifically over the last year, but over the past few years. And it's another long game approach to business that we continue to focus on because it moves the needle massively for me and my team. And it gives us a chance to support businesses and founders and companies and products that we love. Almost all of the things that we promote specifically in our top five are female founded and it's small businesses that we are helping grow. And so it feels like we're a part of the team, a part of the strategy. But it's also awesome because we get to connect our followers, our community, our listeners to the things that we love. If you want to see how we do this or like what a landing page could look like, go to jennacutcher.com slash primally peer. That's P-R-I-M-A-L-L-Y-P-U-R-E, primally peer. jennacutcher.com slash primally peer. And you can see how we've taken the time to build out a page, to share about my experience, to record a video, to shoot transformation photos, to talk about all the things that we love about the natural skincare, but also how that can then serve our community educate them and inspire them into action. I know what it's like to feel completely thrown off your game because you're just not motivated or your mind isn't in the right space. That's why I'm thrilled to tell you all about superhuman activations. Now, if meditation isn't for you, you need to try activations instead. Activations are a groundbreaking new type of audio that's this mix of a motivational podcast, cinematic music, and guided visualization. They are fundamentally different from meditation and a lot more exciting to listen to. Instead of calming you, activations are motivating, energizing, and transformative. You'll reach your goals faster whether you want to earn more money, get clarity, achieve a health goal, or feel like you're reaching your highest potential. They're essentially a shortcut to get to where you want to be and the ultimate way to visualize your future self. And you can only find them on the Superhuman app. I use and love Superhuman and find myself playing activations several times a day, whether I'm baking bread, 
doing my skincare, or even when I'm in the shower. Superhuman offers something completely different to other apps out there, and I cannot wait for you to try them. Take advantage of their 14-day free trial and head over to activations.com forward slash gold digger to start your trial and save over 60% off your membership. There is literally no risk. If you change your mind and forget to cancel after the trial, you're covered by their money back guarantee. The discount is only available through their website, not the app store. So visit activations.com forward slash gold digger now for over 60% off. Do not miss out on this crazy deal. They rarely do discounts and it expires soon. That's activations.com forward slash gold digger. Hey, gold diggers. Lately, I've been getting excited to finish furnishing our new home, which is why I want to tell you about a brand that we absolutely love, which is Article. I have been a fan and a customer of Article for years. I'm always blown away by the curated assortment of furniture styles they offer. They have mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandinavian, and even boho designs. There is something for everyone, no matter your taste. In our last house, we had their sofa and leather chairs. At our lake house, we have their dining table and chairs. We also just ordered some of their outdoor furniture for our new patio. Like, if you can't tell, we are obsessed with Article. The quality and style are top-notch. Article's online-only model means that they can offer some great prices with fast and hassle-free delivery. Pick the delivery time that works for you, and they keep you updated every step of the way. Article's customer is also amazing. They're knowledgeable, friendly, and I was there when you need them. If you're like me and you're itching to give your home a makeover, I highly recommend checking out Article. They believe in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their commitment to style, quality, and affordability, it's never been easier to transform your space. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash gold digger and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash gold digger for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. Okay, number five is digital courses. And you probably saw this one coming. This likely isn't shocking, but digital courses are absolutely my bread and butter and a huge way that the needle is moved in my business and also a huge way that we serve our community. So most of the ways that I show up and serve, many of which we've talked about in this episode, are created to help funnel people into our paid programs that help our community get results. So I started teaching online courses like five or six years ago. And since then, it's been the greatest way that I move the needle, but also the greatest way that I impact people in our ecosystem. I'm not going to lie. Our courses are amazing. Like I love them. And the way that I've been able to streamline and refine them over the years, it's something we're constantly working on. It makes me so proud. So if you're thinking, okay, well, could I do a digital course? What does it look like? When it comes to creating a digital course, you want to ask yourself these two questions. First, what problem is my target audience facing that I can simplify or solve? And second, what areas do I have experience or expertise in that could either save people time or frustration or money or simply bring them joy or teach them a new skill? I found that a lot of times we overthink what we would do if we had a course or we underqualify ourselves as being someone who can create a program that can actually help someone else. We are often way too close to our own competencies, to our own genius to recognize that we are in fact experts in something or that we know something that could help someone else. I see my courses as the best way to walk people through my processes and we're constantly updating them based on new trends, best practices and fresh data. 
I look at a lot of what I teach for free on the blog and the podcast as the what and the why behind what I do, while the courses are the more meticulous and detailed how for those who are ready to implement this step-by-step process and strategy. Does that make sense? So when I teach, when I explain things, it's the what and the why. But if you're like, I want the blueprint, I want the roadmap, I want the fastest way from A to Z, my courses are the how to do that. My digital courses are basically at the heart of the brand, and they're the ultimate resource for our audience to get everything they need to know about a specific method or process or strategy all in one place. Plus, they come with supporting activities and action items to achieve the results they want. It's not just about learning. It's about implementing, having community, getting results. And let me tell you, my students are so good at all of those things. So when I look at all the strategies outlined today, pretty much everything else in my business from my email list and pop-ups to the podcast, social media, and blog simply lead to this final destination, this main goal to help someone really step up to invest in themselves and boom, to get results using my blueprints or strategies. Digital courses are a huge way that I drive revenue, move the bottom line, and the number one way that I make an impact. So maybe it's time for you to ask yourself, what kind of course or program could you create? I dare you to just simply daydream about it. Let yourself go there. So guys, there you have it. Now you have this scoop. These five tools and strategies impact my bottom line the most, but in such different degrees and ways. If you've noticed, my business is quite multifaceted with multiple revenue streams, which actually gives us the ability to pivot, to shift focus, and not rely too heavily on one means to pay the team or to keep the lights on, so to speak. This is super important. So if you're in the early stages of business and recognizing that you've got one solid offer, one service or one business model, but you're not 100% set on doing that same thing for the next 5, 10, 15 years, this episode might be a place for you to begin to think about how you can diversify your income and explore other ways to drive results and profits into your business while playing the long game of entrepreneurship. I hope that you walk away from this episode with an idea or even a few on how to incorporate these fresh strategies for sharing what you do, for taking care of your audience, and ultimately making more sales that in turn serve even more people with your incredible offers. Keep on showing up and sharing the things that matter. And of course, until next time, gold diggers, keep on digging your biggest goals. I'm cheering you on. I'm over here giving you a virtual high five because you just finished another episode of the Gold Digger podcast. Did that go by way too fast for anyone else? If you want more, head over to golddiggerpodcast.com for show notes and all the discount codes from today's sponsors. And if you're looking for a new crew of movers and shakers like you to bounce ideas and ask questions, be sure to join my exclusive community for gold diggers on Facebook. The link's waiting for you at golddiggerpodcast.com. Hey, Gold Diggers. Lately, I've been getting excited to finish furnishing our new home, which is why I want to tell you about a brand that we absolutely love, which is Article. I have been a fan and a customer of Article for years. I'm always blown away by the curated assortment of furniture styles they offer. They have mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandinavian, and even boho designs. There is something for everyone, no matter your taste. In our last house, we had their sofa and leather chairs. At our lake house, we have their dining table and chairs, 
We also just ordered some of their outdoor furniture for our new patio. Like if you can't tell, we are obsessed with Article. The quality and style are top notch. Article's online only model means that they can offer some great prices with fast and hassle-free delivery. Pick the delivery time that works for you and they keep you updated every step of the way. Article's customer care team is also amazing. They're knowledgeable, friendly, and always there when you need them. If you're like me and you're itching to give your home a makeover, I highly recommend checking out Article. They believe in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their commitment to style, quality, and affordability, it's never been easier to transform your space. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash gold digger and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash gold digger for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more.